Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with a bonus episode of Let's Talk Racing Live. My guest today is Jonathan Eckelberg, and I'll let John tell you why he's on the show and why he deserves to be a bonus episode, because he certainly does for all the work and all the things that he is doing in motorsports. And, you know, I'm doing bonus episodes because, like I explained to John, most of my shows are interviewing women in motorsports. But there are a lot of organizations and tracks and, and all kinds of people that are doing wonderful things to promote motorsports for both men and women. And so we want to be able to share those stories with you in addition to the stories about the women in motorsports. So today, John is going to tell us at first, John, a little bit about yourself, where you live, your family, kind of what you do. And then uh, we're going to find out from you what it, you're up to, how did you get started being involved in motorsports. So, John, I'm going to let you take it away. That sounds great. Well, thanks so much for having me on the show today and and uh, talking about what we're doing in the the, the sport of auto racing. Um, some background on me. So I grew up in the sport of racing. I grew up... Um, going to lacrosse speedway in lacrosse wisconsin uh, watching my dad as i grew up racing there and then i eventually raced myself <clears throat> my family raced at lacrosse primarily lacrosse for 35 years and just retired in 2022 so my dad raced my sister raced we had a, a handful of other drivers that raced with us along the way but i raced 17 of those years and retired out from the nascar late model division at lacrosse I now live near Madison, Wisconsin, just north of Madison with my wife, and I have a 18-month-old boy at home and a four-month-old boy at home, so it's a little uh, hectic at our house. <laughs> yes, so we're very much looking forward to some warmer weather in the summer so we could be outside more and, yeah. uh, and wear off some of that energy, but... Um, I'm here today to, to talk about the High School Racing Association, and this is a, an organization that started in 2020 between Lacrosse Speedway and Madison International Speedway, and those track promoters kind of got, got the thing, got the organization going, Chuck Deary and Greg McCarns, and uh, kind of managed things themselves and with the other tracks of um, like Rockford and Thomas Sparta that came on board as well. And then um, at the before the 2022 race season, they approached me about being the director of the High School Racing Association. So going into the 23 season will be my second season as director of the HSRA. And we're, it's, an, it's an all high school division, we've, and we've doubled the amount of tracks that they're participating at going into 23. So we're not only at you know, lacrosse, Toma, and and Madison. We've got um, Dell's Raceway Park that's uh, hosting HSRA, Slinger Super Speedway, Beaver Dam Raceway in um, in Wisconsin, in addition to Lacrosse, Madison, and um, Thomas Sparta. And then we've gone back into Illinois with Sycamore and Macon Speedways as well. So we're, we've got eight tracks going into 2023 and uh, really looking forward to, to being at, at at more tracks and, and getting more high schoolers involved in the sport. Okay. So I, you know, I love it. And then, and as I told you before we came on the air, had I not taken the path I did into finance, accounting, that kind of thing, I probably would have gone into teaching 
because social media wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> That's what I really love. But yeah. that that was not even on the radar at the time. And sure. so um, I probably would have been a teacher and I probably would have been a high school teacher. And mm -hmm. people look at you crazy when you say you like high school kids. But um, I really did. I was a cheerleading coach for 10 years and I liked I like high school kids. But um, I went in the accounting arena, finance and that. And so um, I didn't ever do teaching, but. I know, I know what it's like to help kids find their passions. And mm -hmm. I love that that's what you're doing at the high school level. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what is the HSRA as far as like, if you came to Portage, Michigan and spoke to the kids at the school, what would you tell them? Um, what do you do and, and what would they, how would they get involved? Yeah. So what we're doing with HSRA is trying to make, make it a, a realistic opportunity for high school kids and, and, and young people to get into the sport. We know that cost is, is often a barrier to entry and, or just, you know, knowledge, not knowing how to, where to even start. If you didn't grow up in the sport, you, mm -hmm. you might not know that the opportunities exist out there and that there's people that are willing to help. So it, it HSRA is an all high school division. They're not mixed in with veteran drivers. They're, um, at each of these tracks that have HSRA are, are hosting up to six race events a season. And we're always looking for more tracks to, to bring HSRA to. And it's, it's a way to get young talent into the sport in, in an economical way, in a realistic way. They, the, they're, dry, they're racing six-cylinder, essentially stock cars, uh, certainly some safety enhancements with the roll cage, um, at least a two-point roll cage, door plate, window net, you know, helmet, the, all of the safety requirements are, are certainly non-negotiable, but the, the car itself is, is, is really stock and that we're not, you know, we're, we're, it's truly an entry level division trying to get these kids that maybe, maybe they grew up in the sport and that's great. And maybe they didn't. And they, they're interested in trying a less traditional sport or uh, learning more about cars or they, you know, they are, they enjoy working on cars and they're, they're a little bit of a gearhead. We're just trying to get these, these high school kids into the sport. They have to be four, between 14 and 19 years old. They don't have to have a driver's license. They just have to be of high school age to race at one of these tracks. And some of the racers go to multiple tracks. They're traveling to Dells and Madison and lacrosse and slinger. Uh, and some choose to just race at their local track and that's okay too. And uh, there's, there's series wide points. There's a, a series champion, HSRA champion that receives a, a scholarship from Weir's machine and a champion's ring from Jostens. And, wow. uh, um, you know, right. And, and HSRA champion flags and jacket and, um, you know, a, a big trophy as well, but we're, this division is a non-monetary, uh, there's no monetary purse with the division to keep them as amateur athletes if they do other sports. But then on the flip side, you know, they're, they're paying $25 for the full season to get into the pits uh, and race HSRA at all of these tracks. It's, you know, no matter if they're traveling around or not, it's, it's 20, one, one pit pay or one pit pass for the whole season. And these scholarship opportunities, some local restaurants have come on board around these tracks to provide these high school racers with some meals every time that they race. And, and, um, you know, Napa in West Salem up by lacrosse speedway is providing an HSRA discount. And so, 
We're, we're looking for always looking for other opportunities to provide benefits and incentives to these racers too, because we, we know that there's some costs involved and, right. and each of them is responsible for their car. Some schools are starting to get a little bit more involved, but, but right now the, the student is responsible for their car and getting it to the track. And um, so we know that there's that cost there and we want to try and, and, and make it as possible as, as we can for them. So I, I love, I love this. I knew a little bit about it from reading an article. Um, I, I believe in the PRI magazine, but mm-hmm. um, hearing you give me the details, the $25 for the year pit pass restaurants that are helping to feed these kids, you know, if there's a McDonald's or a Wendy's or a local restaurant um, you know, the fact that they come, they don't come by themselves and right. they give the kid a free meal, they're going to be feeding the rest of the family. And so what, exactly. a, what a smart thing to do for not only the restaurant, but um, just to help the kid out and the family. And because we know, especially now with gas prices too, it's not getting any cheaper to race. Yep. And so yep. we need to be doing what we can. And the future of our sport is right there. It starts when they're five and it, and it grows. And, and so, um, to be involved with this, I'm assuming they can either have been racing quarter midgets or something else and they're moving up or they can just start fresh in this series. Exactly. And that's that's been the cool thing to to experience is there's there's kids that grew up in racing with their parents racing or, you know, relatives or friends and they might have grown up going to the track. But there's also been a lot of um, young, you know, young people that have come into the sport brand new and there's there's new families that are being attracted to auto racing because their high schooler can do it now and new fan you know new fans in the stands and with teachers and administrators and extended family all coming to cheer on this Mm -hmm. high school student that's racing so it's you know not only are we wanting to grow the the talent in the sport and the racers that are in the sport and hopefully keep them around for a long time as a competitor but we're also looking to to fill more seats in the stands too, and get some exposed exposed new fans to the sport. and And you know, they if they know someone that's racing now, then they that you know might be a little bit more incentive for them to come out to the track and check it out. And maybe they've never been there before or haven't in a long time. And now we're getting new people in the stands too. Yeah, and that's important too because even if these kids don't continue to race. We've given them the bug, haven't we? And they're more than yep. likely going to be a race fan. It's hard to they... get out of your blood once it's, it's... in it. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, it's it's definitely something. Um, I was talking to somebody and and I I said it's it's good, but it's also kind of like a almost like a disease that craw- <laughs> crawls in your blood bloodline and you yep. you can't get it out no matter what because it's exactly. just there's no cure it, there's no cure for it no that's that's for sure so men and women or boys and girls both i'm assuming yeah okay. exactly we've had um had both both females and male um high school racers out there the last couple of years and it I've heard from actually a handful of, of female drivers that are planning to, to start in 2023 too. And so we're constantly looking to, you know, really diversify the division as well. And, and um, you know, have, have, you know, people from all, we're, we're, a, we're a welcoming community. Racing is a welcoming community, right? Yeah. So people from all walks of life are, are welcome in our sport. And, and so it's been cool to just see all of these 
these people from, you know, different places geographically, but also different mm-hmm. backgrounds and different, you know, skill levels and, um, you know, come out and, and be a part of one, the, the big racing family. So yes, we've right. had, uh, we've had some, some really talented, uh, women racers in the HSRA division already too. And I'm looking forward to, to getting, some, attracting more of them to the sport. And, um, it's been just cool to see the, the progression of the, the talent with these high schoolers too. Some of them had never never driven a car before if they you know right. were coming into hsra as a freshman and don't have a driver's license yet they've maybe yeah. never driven a vehicle before and to give them that opportunity on the racetrack in a you know uh, an enclosed environment if you will mm-hmm. and and be able to to you know develop those those driving skills too has been really cool to see some of them that you know maybe were a little bit more cautious at the start and they you know the the they were all kind of spread out at the beginning of the season. And then to see these racers really running hard um, toward the end of the season has, has been cool to watch that progression. Oh, I can't even imagine. I can, I mean, I can kind of picture it in my mind over the, you know, the first year and then, and last year, those ones that came back have that much Mm -hmm. more confidence in that. So how did you introduce this or how did they, I know they brought you on, but, how was it initially introduced? Did they go to the schools? I mean, they first had to get the tracks on board, I'm sure. So let's say they got their tracks on board. Then they went to the school. How did they go about introducing it to the teenagers? Yeah, so we it, it certainly has started a lot at the track level and, and you know providing that opportunity at these tracks. But then we've been really in t- um, intentional in connecting with the schools in the area around these tracks connecting both with athletic directors, but also, um, you know, school, certainly schools that have strong automotive programs, but even ones that don't connecting with those, um, technical education classes and, um, some of those instructors that, that might have a passion for racing or just, you know, a passion for these, these trades, uh, that are mm-hmm. out there and getting, getting, exposing students to, um, trade careers that are available. And, uh, so we in 2022 actually had the very first high school in the country awarding um, athletic letters for auto racing. Oh. Uh, so Mel- Melrose Mindoro High School up by La Crosse, Wisconsin, uh, provided athletic letters to their HSRA racers. They made it a school sport, a letterable sport. And to our knowledge, we're the, we're the first school in the country to do that. And so we've got other schools talking about that, you know, providing that to their students too. And that's, you know, just another incentive for so, yeah. for students at that school too, to, to be a part of HSRA and they can you know, letter now, they can be recognized by their school as an athlete for auto racing, which who knew that that would ever be a reality. That was a, a huge win for us and super excited that other schools are looking at, at the opportunity to do that too. Oh, I think that's amazing because you know what? every kid can't play basketball. They're not Mm -hmm. coordinated. They're not tall enough. They're not fast enough or football or whatever it is, or they just don't have an interest in those things for whatever reason. But who, but they might have an interest in driving a car. You just never know. And if the opportunity is not presented to them, then how would they even know? It's one of those, you don't know what you don't know. And so, I love that they they're offering these letters because, you know, 
I hear, I interview a lot of young girls, a lot of girls that are in middle school, high school, and something that I hear maybe not as much as I did when I first started, but something that I hear is, well, they don't understand what I do. I don't talk mm -hmm. about it at school because, you know, they make fun of me. They say it's not, oh, anybody can do that. And all these different things that are really hurtful, you know, yep. because we know it's not easy and it's not cheap and it takes a lot of work on and off the track, you know, and a lot of time in the garage, et cetera. And so the fact that the school has said, yes, these, mm -hmm. these kids, this is a sport that we're going to recognize, then that puts the credibility to it. And yep. more schools need to do that. I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, of all the kids that I know that race just in the Kalamazoo area, mm -hmm. they could, they could race at a number of tracks and not drive more than maybe an hour, hour and a half, you know, to get to yep. them. And wouldn't that be amazing to be able to offer that here in, in Michigan? So the fact that, you know, you guys are the first and you're developing it. Um, if somebody in Michigan said, hey, I want to I want to start that here. How would they would they just say, talk to somebody, talk to you and you would help them get something going? Yeah, certainly. I, I am. I'm happy to be a resource. Um, Highschoolracing.org is our website and my contact information is there. The HSRA rules are there. And so, you know, that's a great place to start. Um, but if there's anyone out there listening that, that either, you know, wants to race um, or get it, you know, their, their kids want to race, talk to the, those tracks that are near you, get them excited about it. Talk to your school about getting involved the, we've kind of left it up to schools right now on how involved or or hands-off they want to be. Some of them, you know, like Melrose Mandoro, have made it a letterable sport, and they're super supportive of their their kids um, competing in this. And, and other schools have decided, you know, we'll, we'll let our, our students know that the opportunity is there. We don't, you know, have the resources or have the interest at this time to be directly involved, but we're happy to spread the word, which is, is cool, too. And... So, you know, getting, talking with um, those, those athletic directors or auto uh, program or tech ed teachers at the schools to get them excited about it and talking with the local racetracks to get them excited about getting young talent into the sport is, is helpful. I'm one person. So the more, the more right. help that I can get uh, right. is great and uh, would love to get, get HSRA over into Michigan too. Uh, there's a lot of you know, racetracks over there and we'd love to really get this well-established for sure in the Midwest and, and branch out from there and, and really make this a, a big thing because our sport depends on, on getting new competitors and new fans into it uh, in order to survive. And so many tracks are closing every year and um, can use our help to get, get competitors and uh, competitors on the track and fans in the stands. So right. certainly reach out to me if you, if you have questions or um, want some help or information provided to these tracks or to these schools, again, highschoolracing.org, but um, you know, talking to those people about it directly is, is a big help too. So who's like, okay, so where's machine is providing the scholarship, but is there a cost? I mean, not getting personal about you being the director, but you know, if somebody wanted to get something started in a different part of the country, um, you know, what is, is there a cost to getting it going as other than time? Um, what, you know, 
what would somebody be getting into if they wanted to start something in Oklahoma or, or California or wherever it might be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now um, for tracks to be under the HSRA umbrella or be a, an HSRA sanctioned track, it's a $500 sanction fee for, for them. And that, that uh, gives them you know, access to me and a, you know, director to, uh, to help you know promote their events, but also working with the schools, working with local sponsors to get get the support in their community for these high school racers, and um, and um, then uh, where was I going with that? Um, A cost, and that, what the cost yeah, is, yeah, and yeah. how, and, yeah. and then you know honoring that that uh, pit pit um, pass um, deal that we get provide to the HSRA racers. So again, it's. These these high schoolers pay twenty five dollars to their local track at, to their home track at the beginning of the season. That that fee goes to the track, and then they don't have to pay another pit pass for the rest of the season, even if they travel around to other tracks. So that's that's been a huge um, been huge for these kids to you know that's a lot of money that they save throughout yes. the summer season, especially if they're if they are traveling to these other right. tracks. So um, it's a pretty minimal investment for the amount that they they get. Uh, from mm-hmm. HSRA and you know we're recognizing these champions this will be the first year that Illinois is has two tra- two or more tracks um, competing in HSRA so there will be an Illinois state champion this year as well as a Wisconsin state champion okay that HSRA series champion and we do a regional championship after the regular seasons completed as well um, in addition to the the individual points, um, individual standings in HSRA, we also started doing a school um, championship. So, a so in 2022, Melrose Mindoro High School was was the school champion, and that's all of their racers. Their points go together; they pool together to get the school points. So, Melrose Mindoro then got the got a traveling trophy for the school championship in 2022 and then we'll see what 23 brings and and you know whether it stays at Melrose Mandoro or it goes to another school and um, so it's displayed in their trophy case at the school they've got a school champion flag hanging up in the gym with all the other sports and um, so we're we're trying to you know really get get some visual representation in these Uh schools of HSRA so that more and more kids know that it exists and you know, maybe they didn't know that they could, ju- you know, jump into racing and or don't know where to start. And, and we're happy to help there uh, if they need yeah. if they need it. So for kids that have never been involved in racing and more so for now parents who know nothing about racing, mm-hmm. how do the kids go about finding the car, getting the car? Do you give them, a, you know, some resources? Do you give them a list of what the car needs to have or need on it? Um how do they, because, you know, if you don't know anything about racing, you wouldn't know the first place to start. Right. 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 You're exactly right. And we've got those resources at each of the tracks that are a part of HSRA, as well as uh, some partners in the communities around those tracks to, you know, if there is a a family that approaches me or, or approaches the track and says, we have no idea how to even get into racing, but our student wants to race HSRA, where do we start? We can send them to some of these, um, you know, six-cylinder veteran drivers or, or some of these local body shops that have, you know, come on as, as mentors and resources. And we have all of those connections around these tracks that we can say, hey, so-and-so, you know, brand new to the sport. They've got a lot of questions about where to find a car. 
you know, don't know how to put a roll cage in, uh, you know, where do they start looking for tires, things like that. And then, you know, they can answer those questions so that they have a, a direct line of communication to someone who's either been through it or can, can, you know, help them find those materials that they might need. Well, and, you know, I give kudos to those businesses that are willing to help because we know the cost involved. That's mm -hmm. a no-brainer, no even at a lower level, basically stock car. But, um, you know, tires, er everything you can think of, the price isn't going down, that's for sure. And so, right. um, you know, and especially I just think about, you know, people that have never been in the sport. We think, and I interview so many people that it is generational. My grandpa raced, my dad raced, now I'm racing. I hear that a lot. But I hear more and more where they say, nope, nobody in my family raced. I went to uh, a try and ride with my friend. She raced and I tried it and I went home and told my dad I wanted to do it. Or, mm -hmm. you know, my friend raced, a family friend, we go and and then they get interested. And so um, to me, if my kid came home from school, especially high school and said, hey, I want to join the racing club and I need to get a car and this and that, um, that would, have, that would be overwhelming for me as a mm -hmm. mom or a single mom or, you know, parents, whatever. So the fact that people have stepped up to help. And I think when it involves kids, more people are willing to help. Yep. They want to see those kids get involved. Exactly. Yeah. And there's, there's, you know the racing, the the racing industry in general is really collaborative and and willing to help other people. So you know, whether it's another driver or it's a, a local sponsor of race teams or right. you know some some of the local towing businesses and and body shops that have those connections of yeah that you know here's five places that might have the car that probably have the car that you're looking for and because yeah. um, the the HSRA cars, the, the six-cylinder cars have to be 2006 or older, so uh, they're not you know, brand new cars. There's probably a plethora of them sitting at a junkyard somewhere, and it's yeah. just a matter of of finding, you know, figuring out where to start looking. Right. And so we're we're super happy to help connecting people to those resources. And there's been a lot of a lot of people in the racing community and the you know communities around the tracks that have been really willing to to help these kids uh, get started too. Yeah, I'm I'm learning so much and the more I hear the more I I wish it was closer so that I could come and <laughs> we watch. We got to work on that. We'll We'll work on we'll get it. We'll, we'll get it over closer to you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll to, work on we that or perfect. um and so about how far if you lived in Madison, about how far would you have to drive or or whatever to these other tracks? Yeah, so um if if you were in Madison, so Madison International Speedway is just you know, 15 minutes outside of Madison, um, south of the city. And then if you go north, um, you know, Wisconsin, uh, Dells Raceway Park is mm -hmm. less than 40 minutes from Madison. Slinger Speedway is is a little over an hour. Beaver Dam is less than an hour. And um, Beaver Dam will be the first, well, Beaver, yeah, Beaver Dam was the first dirt track to come on for 2023. So HSRA hasn't raced on dirt yet. This will be the first season that we're, we're racing on dirt and, and at multiple dirt tracks. So the, the current racers are really excited about that, of being able to, you know, go from an asphalt track to, and, and jump over yeah. to, to try dirt. 
I'm Kerry Rouse, host of the Driven to Compete podcast. Driven to Compete is an automotive racing community of individuals who share an insatiable hunger for competition, camaraderie, and personal growth. Each week, I interview kick-ass members of the racing community to learn more about their competitive drive and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. Learn more at driventocompete.com. You can hear the latest episodes of Driven to Compete right here on the Racing Wire Podcast Network. We're working with a lot of different kinds of tracks too, which is cool. Um, not only surface, but size and um, all of the yeah. tracks are have to be three-eighths mile or smaller. But outside of that, you know, each of these tracks are a little bit different in shape. Um, they, you know, we've got the dirt tracks and the asphalt tracks, and they've all got a very different experience. So it's mm-hmm. it's not not a lot of people have the chance to, especially racing yeah. the you know the six cylinder cars or some of these these lower level divisions on the on the small tracks don't always have the opportunity to go around to the, all of these other tracks right. that these high schoolers do now. So we're and we're we're trying to you know be intentional too of having these tracks that are within closer proximity. If people do want to do want to try mul- multiple tracks, you know, lacrosse, yeah. Toma Sparta, and the Dells are all you know within less you know an hour, hour and a half of each other tops. And so, if someone lives you know anywhere around those tracks, they have three tracks really at their disposal to be able to to go to and. We try when we can to not have overlap of, of schedules at each of these tracks. It's, you know, there's only so much summer. So yeah. <laughs> it does, does yeah. happen once in a while that like Madison and Toma might be racing a, a Friday night. So the same Friday night. And so then the division kind of s- gets split there. But yeah, um, for the most part, we try and, and limit the amount of overlap so that these these kids can race as much as they really want to all summer long. So do you put the schedule together working with the tracks then so that you don't have the, uh, hardly any overlaps? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I work really closely with these track promoters to identify dates. Um, I, I think I mentioned earlier that each HSRA track is allowed up to six race events on their schedule between June and September. So mm-hmm. we hold off on putting HSRA on the calendar until June um, so that we're getting closer to the end of the school year too. And, you know, schools are starting to let out for the summer and then they wrap up by the first week of September um, when school is going to go back into session. And so most of the tracks have, you know, between three and five dates on the schedule, but they're, they're allowed up to six if they want it. And, um, you know, we've got tracks that are racing Friday night tracks that are on Saturday, Sunday, um, Beaver Dam's a Tuesday night show. So there's, uh, there's some weeks that if they really wanted to, they could race three or four nights uh, in that one week. So that'll be cool to see how many, uh, how many of them are, are touring the state, uh, in 23 to, to, uh, get get to all these other tracks. Yeah, absolutely. And once they get the bug, then they're going to be wanting, bugging the parents to take Mm -hmm. them. To all of those. So about how many kids do you have signed up, you know, right now? Just because I know you're, you're not to the end of getting kids interested, I'm sure. 
Right. Yeah. And we're, uh, we'll be, we'll be uh, putting registration live real, real shortly for the 2023 season. Uh, we haven't done online regist- registration in the past, so we're working through that right now. And okay. I'm going to do some online registration for HSRA for this season. But in 2022, we had 26 essentially full-time HSRA racers um, between the four tracks. So there was only four tracks last year and we've doubled the amount of tracks we've, I've, will not be at all surprised if if we're at least doubled the amount of racers mm-hmm. just by the amount of excitement we've had and more people that have been learning that HSRA is a, a possibility and siblings becoming old enough to you know go out yeah. and race with their siblings and so it I, I think we're going to be I, I I expect headed toward about 50 racers at least wow. between the uh, eight tracks this season so really really excited about that yeah, I'm excited about that, too, because that that just sounds like such a fun opportunity. And, you know, so everybody that listens to me knows my grandkid, my granddaughter's race and mm-hmm. my one granddaughter just turned 18 and she's still racing. So um, but, you know, sh- she races against men four times her age, you sure. know, and that and that's OK. She's, ha- you know, and honestly, most of the time when I talk to women or interview women, they don't want to race in the powder puff division. They mm-hmm. want to race against the guys and, and that part. And I just think that it's a, it's a great way to, to get everybody used to the girls race against the boys. We're all in the same sport together. Um, and then they're probably learning good behavior. They're learning, they're learning mm-hmm. good things by being a part of this series because I'm guessing you don't tolerate a lot of things just like a high school sport wouldn't tolerate. And, and, you know, you throw kids in with adults at a racetrack. um, uh, It can get ugly sometimes. And so that part of it, um, are there some rules in place where, you know, would be more like a high school sport more so than a track? Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we do not, tolerate the the rough driving and um have had to have had to had have some conversations about patience uh, the <laughs> throughout the course of the season but for the most part these these kids have been so respectful of each other on the track and that's been really cool to see too mm-hmm. because they are high school students and you you know they're they're new to the sport you know relatively new to the sport they um it's it's a great opportunity for, for someone just coming into the sport because they are relatively on the same playing field with it all being high schoolers in the division, but they've been so respectful and collaborative with each other. It's, it's been really fun to watch. If there is an incident on the track, there's, you know, half the division is flocking to come help this other kid that, um, that, that might have need a tire changed or, um, has, has, you know, a a door dented in or, or, you know, something like that that it's we i've heard comments at the tracks when i've been there that like these some of these other divisions should watch the high schoolers because yes. they're, they're clean drivers and and you know certainly as the season goes on they get a little bit more confident and there's you know the more the, there's more likelihood for incidents to happen on the track because um, they're mm-hmm. racing a lot closer but for the most part they they give each other the space they're they're patient with each other and they're they all hang out in the pits and and help yeah. each other out and 
So it's 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 been really fun to watch, and we've been you know in addition to the racing experience, been trying to offer other opportunities for some of these high school racers to have media interviews and to uh, you know talk in in front of the the, the grandstands and. You know, racing, and and that's been a big selling point for high schools too. Is that racing isn't just, it's not just jumping in the car and yeah. you know tooling around the track. There's, you know, we allow these high schoolers to get sponsors if they want to, um, and they just have to they have to paint their paint their car uh, their school colors or incorporate their mascot in a way into their into their car. But they're allowed to get sponsors if they want to, and there's you know radio i've had some of them on the radio promoting racing at the at the local track and doing tv interviews about hsra and so providing them some of these other uh, communication tools and marketing mm-hmm. tools too along the way is is you know huge it's such a well-rounded sport that yeah. you're not going to always you're not going to get that with with all other sports and that there's there's two true sportsmanship and teamwork involved and and you know all of these other skill sets that can be can be really defined throughout the process. Yeah, because I think about math and science are definitely mm-hmm. uh, oh, part yeah. of racing, which you know you don't you don't think about math and science being a part of baseball or basketball really. And then mm-hmm. and then you know I I interview a lot of women that are not drivers but they're involved in motorsports in some way. You know, they might be an engineer, they might be a pit group person or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing I think that what you're doing really gives kids, it opens their eyes to what else is out there. Because we know the normal occupations, if you will, that people go into, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at medical fields or, or, you know, teaching or whatever it might be. But even kids that are in racing don't always think about, well, if I can't drive the car, how could I stay involved in motorsports? And, and I interview us. I, I try to always keep my eye out for women that are doing something different in the motorsports field to show you could be the PR person. You could be the social media person. You could be the hair and makeup girl for NASCAR <laughs> talent on race yeah. day. That is the thing. And I've met two women that do it and they absolutely love doing it. Now, even I didn't think about that being a a (laughs) thing, but there's so many behind the scenes things that go on. You know, what about the girl? I don't know. You know, when you're watching NASCAR and you see some, some gal walking around with a driver all the time. Well, who's that? Well, she's his, PR person or whatever, you know, there's just so many opportunities. And, and so getting them involved in racing um, can give them a different thought process about their future. Oh gosh, I love racing. I'm probably not going to do that as a career, but maybe I could be the accounting person for Richard Childress racing. I could work in the accounting department and, and yes, you're still involved in racing and you're involved in accounting, which is something else you love. So I like that you're, you've got the opportunity to have these kids kind of full attention, if you will, to share some of those things with them. 
Yeah, exactly. And and we're starting to work a lot with the some of the technical schools too, um, technical and trade schools that are near some of these tracks because they you know they want more students too into their mm-hmm. programs and and want to you know they have a captive audience with HSRA and those families to talk about the kinds of programs. Maybe they don't you know want to you know go and work at the local body shop, but they have an interest right. in cars and there's other there's other engineering fields that they maybe don't know about or um you know could become a welder or you know right. you know even outside of the the hands-on um trades too and and so talking with some of those schools that have you know like um university of north northwestern ohio who has mm-hmm. a really well-established motorsports program mm-hmm. and uh, and it's not just working on cars or driving the car it is no you know, marketing and PR and, and the, you know, the, the administrative side of motorsports too, Mm -hmm. that, that, that if people maybe just have an interest in racing, but don't feel like they, they want to do it their whole life or they, you know, don't want to race their whole life or, or be on a crew or something, but, but maybe they do have an interest in working in the, in the sport, um, whether that's at a local track or, or higher up, you know, with NASCAR, there's so many, different opportunities out there that that people don't even realize exist. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Well, John, I just, my head is spinning. I'm just thinking (laughs) about all the, all the kids that are involved. I I seem to have that effect on people. Do you? (laughs) Well, that's a good thing for sure. That's a good thing. Well, what, what have I not asked you about that you should, should tell us and share about this? Yeah, it, um, you know, we've covered a lot. I, you know, if there's anyone out there that, that, you know, we talked about getting involved as a racer or as a racing family or a track that might want to get high schoolers involved at. um, We've talked a little bit about that. But if there's, you know, businesses or community organizations or anything out there too that or, or individuals that want to get involved in getting more high schoolers into the sport supporting whether that's um, you know, financially or through, you know, through other benefits and incentives for these racers, or just simply being a, a resource and a mentor to these racers, you know, we need all of that too. So I, I can't encourage enough to, you know, reach out, uh, again, highschoolracing.org has all of my contact information and, and a rundown of what the High School Racing Association is. And we'd love to get more support behind us, but also, get to more tracks and get more high schoolers involved and, and really continue to grow this thing. It, you know, go, we've, we've doubled the amount of tracks going into this season, but let's keep that, keep that going and keep that momentum uh, flying so that we can really make this a big thing, you know, throughout the Midwest and throughout the country and, and, you know, getting young talent and, and new families and new fans into the sport and new organizations and, and just exposing as many people to auto racing as we can. Um, because yeah. there's, you know, there's, there's, there's so many people out there that either don't know that their community has a local racetrack or mm-hmm. that they, you know, they don't know someone that, that races or goes to the races. And so they, they don't, they don't know what, you know, what they don't know. And right. so just exposing as many people to what we do is important. And we know that, you know, someone shows up to a racetrack once and they, they, they might be hooked then and they might, yeah you know, be there, be a regular fan, or they might end up on a, on a pit crew or, or racing themselves. And so we we need to get more people, you know, out there and have some direct exposure to racing. So I think I know the answer to this, but just to clarify. So if you're part of the 
high school racing association and you're a driver and you go to the Dells Raceway Park to race, you're going to race. Your race is going to be only with those other kids in that division. Exactly. Yep. We're not, we do not mix in HSRA with other divisions, um, veteran drivers that are out there. Nope. It's, it's only the high school racers. It's only HSRA racers that are on the track um, at a, at a time. And there's both a heat and a feature race each week. um, Certainly some practice and qualifying involved too. And um, there, you know, there's a lot of these tracks have practice during the week too, or yeah, you know, other times that you can come out if if you are brand new and want to get as much seat time in those cars as you can. There's a lot of opportunities, and you know that's that's often a concern with with um, parents too. Is well, they yeah. they've never raced before. How do we get them some practice? And, right. and there's practice involved every week that HSRA races, as well as you know outside of those regular days. And okay. and um, there's yeah qualifying, feature race, heat race, and. Uh, and nice. it, it's and and each of these feature winners is receiving trophies. So there's HSRA trophies going to um, the race winners here in Wisconsin. Quick Trip has been a great supporter of providing gift cards to race winners uh, as well. And um, so we've had, we've had a lot of really great support. And, and mm-hmm. just, but but we can always use more. So so let me ask you this: So we're in year two. So let's say in two more years somebody started when they were 14 and they're still racing with you when they're 18. Are they, are there any rules about them? Let's say that at uh, the Dells park, they raced with HSRA and then they go to Madison and they just race with whoever. Can they Mm. do that? They, um, as of right now, they can, as long as it's not an HSRA night. So they can't race HSRA along with another division. Um, but if they have another car and, and want to race a Hornet division or they, there's another class that their HSRA car is eligible for. Okay. They, they, we do allow that. Um, as of right now, you know, the things are always changing. Rules are always yeah. changing, but as of right now, that is allowed as long as they aren't also racing HSRA that night. Well, and you know, to me, that makes sense because we don't want to limit their interest. Exactly. Right. right. If they want ra- to, if they want to race as yes. much as they can, we want to allow that too, but right. we do want to, you know, try and level the playing field as much as we can for the, the high school yeah. racing association too. Yeah. Well, John, what a great, what a great interview. What a great information you've shared um, with me. I know there are going to be a lot of people who have never heard um, of the high school racing association, just like they've never heard of women's motorsports network. <laughs> we have to get our names out there. Yeah. And the more we do, especially with what you're doing, um, you know, the better and the more it will grow. So I'm glad I ran across your name and reached out to you. Yeah. And I'm glad we could find a time that we could record this so that I can share, you know, with my listeners about what you're doing. So, um, yeah, well, I really, else? really appreciate the time. And, you know, we have, we have very similar goals and missions in mind, so it, it makes do. sense for us to, to work together and, and get the word out. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this coming race season and, I'm not racing myself anymore, having retired last year, so I can put a little bit more focus on the yeah. high school racing um, association. It was a little bit crazy to try and race and I'm also sure. manage this. So um, looking forward to getting to some of the other tracks this year, working with other yeah. um, you know, high schools around those tracks, other racers that, that maybe I haven't you know, come across yet. And, and uh, 
you know, get to get to some of these new tracks. So if anyone, you know, in the, in the Wisconsin area or is, or is going to be near any of these tracks in Wisconsin this summer, um, certainly look at the high school racing schedule and, and try and come and support these high school kids that are racing at the, yeah. the six tracks in Wisconsin and two tracks in Illinois. And um, our, our full schedule is on the high school racing okay. website as well. So all of those track schedules are there. All right. Well, I'm going to check them out for sure. I've been to Slinger. I've been mm-hmm. to Sycamore, believe it or okay. not. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, I haven't been to the rest of those, but um, you're doing great work, John. Um, I, well, thank I you. just can't tell you enough how much, I think this is a great association and more states and more racetracks need to be a part of it because um, they could, this is really, if you think about it, a pretty simple way to promote racing and to get kids involved in a, in a good atmosphere. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, it's, it's, it, it should be an easy decision, right? We need more people in the sport and, and getting, getting them when they're young is, is, is great. And even if we, you know, there's some, some cost investment in getting these kids in the sport right now, it's hopefully going to really pay off in the long run and, and get more fans in the stands and get more, you know, you know, who knows how many of these high school racers are going to end up as late model drivers down the line. And, uh, you know, sticking with the sport for years and years to come. And and we're seeing that already. We haven't had a lot of the high school racers graduate yet. Um, but the ones that have and, and, and are, 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 staying in the sport and they're getting involved in other race teams or they're continuing to race themselves in other divisions. And, you know, that's, that's what we want. We want, we want to, we want to hook them and, and, and put it in their blood so that they stick around with us. Well, and we also know, like you said, about getting people in the stands, if a kid's involved, aunts and uncles, grandpa, grandma, friends, you know, friends of the parents, they're all going to come out and watch. And so, and they come in droves and it's really cool. Absolutely. So you've got a good, good uh, model there for what you're <laughs> doing. So well, thank um, you. Keep up the good work, John, for sure. Thank you so much. Well, I really appreciate you having me on and, and talking about the High School Racing Association and uh, really looking forward to this race season. And, and let me know if you're uh, in Wisconsin and, and visiting one of the tracks at some point. I definitely will. Thank you. Thank you.